Welcome to the Henchman of Comics. I'm Alex Eschback. And this is your boy, Matt Golden. And this week we are talking about Deadpool 2. You're goddamn right we are. So I'm going to go ahead and, and break this down in, in reverse order. Hold on. Oh. Wait. Spoilers. Spoilers. Hey! hey! Slap yeah. hands. I'm so <laughs> proud of us. We did it. And together as a team. Well, I'm going to go in reverse order here and go ahead and reveal my score for the movie as a little turnaround. I give it a zero out of 10. Zero being the lowest possible score I could ever give anything. Alex, would you like to know why I gave Deadpool 2 a I'm zero? I'm sure this is some bit that I, I just can't wait for, for this payoff. Why is it? Wait, hold on. If I can guess. No, I can't guess. Why Why zero? Deadpool likes dubstep. And dubstep is bullshit. That, Did that not piss you off? Yeah, a yeah. little bit. I walked yeah. out of the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm done with this podcast yeah. for today. That's my piece. Deadpool gets a zero. I walked out about... A quarter of the way through the film, I learned this fact. <laughs> yep, there you go. Well, I mean, that's just for a reason. I hope you write the screenwriters, Rhett Reese and Paul Wiernick, and tell them of their poor choices. Yep, I'm going to need a revised edition for the Blu-ray so I can actually finish watching the film. <laughs> They've actually already announced the director that they're working on an extended edition of Deadpool 2. Uh, we're going to include a bunch of more scenes. So be on the lookout for that whenever the movie comes out on Blu-ray, I assume. I knew that, and I saw it before you did. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm yep. so proud of you. Thank you. So let's get right into this. I thought I already did. <laughs> <laughs> so going to this movie, were your hopes? Did you have high hopes? Did you think it was going to be as good as the first one? Be able to carry the torch or just be a massive disappointment? That's a terrible question, Alex, and I'll go ahead and give you my answer. I thought that this film, um, well, I went into the film with absolutely, as I do with every single movie I see, I've learned that it's best to go in thinking that the movie is going to be absolute shit. I convince myself that every movie I see (laughs) is going to be bad. Lowered expectations. No other way to live. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Every movie I see, I go in and I'm never disappointed. Let me tell you. That's not true. I'm disappointed all the time. (laughs) This was not one of those cases, unfortunately. I, well, I enjoyed this I mean, film. You and I both loved the first Deadpool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Tremendously. It was great. I think this one was better. And I've I've heard a lot of people talk about it uh, around the water cooler at the comic book <laughs> store I go to. They just have a water cooler there for whatever reason. Uh, and they all loved it too. Uh, they actually Nobody, in my opinion though, I, I think has liked it more than the first. And I did. Yeah, I think the great thing about this one is that, I mean, like the first one, there's a million jokes a minute. And you're going to miss some the first time you go through. Mm-hmm. But it's jokes that apply like all levels. Like there's some jokes for like just your casual moviegoer. And then there's jokes for like your diehard comic book fan. That yeah. in the movie too, which I, I really appreciate. There's no love story in this one, which is great. I mean, they're kind no, of, it yeah. ties in, but it doesn't follow like the love, like the superhero with a, a baby trying to get at the end. It's, it's a tragedy story. I mean, to jump right into the first major spoiler. The movie opens with uh, Deadpool killing himself because we see that Marina Bachran's character, Deadpool's wife, gets killed and yeah. he wasn't able to save her. So actually it opens with figure of Logan, again, spoiler for the film, Logan, <laughs> dead on a spike. And one of the one of the best things I heard was someone was like, oh, I should have watched Logan first. <laughs> <laughs> Have you not seen Logan by the I don't time? know. 
Uh, by the way, go fucking watch Logan. It's a great movie. Yeah, I agree. Can with we that just well. talk about Logan for the next twenty minutes? I would love to, but I, I, I don't know if anybody else would appreciate that. It'd be a good bit. It'd be a it'd be a solid bit. So it it was amazing though with the scene where she dies. We see Deadpool chase down the, his her killer, catch up to him and kill him. But then it cuts to a very James Bond ask opening credit sequence the movie's been going on for like 20 minutes at this point too so (laughs) it's very awkward but timed very much in line with deadpool and you see him doing like the flash dance but you see like things like you see credits on the bottom but they're all jokes credit and my favorite one was from the director the guy who killed the dog and john wick (laughs) yeah (laughs) that one that one got me rolling too uh and let's go ahead and and back even further out when did you see the film what was the vibe like for you I saw it Friday night. Uh, oh, so you saw it on opening night? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the I thought it was pretty great. I thought at first it took the audience a little while to get going, but after like after like the first like half hour, forty minutes, like it was just nonstop laughter the entire time. What about for you? Uh, I saw it on a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> and no shit, I was the only person in the movie theater. Wow, that's crazy, especially considering how much money this film was made, too. I know. I thought, like, in the afternoon, yeah, it'll be less crowded. Maybe there'll be, like, ten people in there or something. I sat in a theater that holds several hundred people by myself. It's pretty amazing. And let me tell you, I kicked the fuck back. I put my feet up on the seats like you're not supposed to do. Sorry to uh, Regal Cinemas for (laughs) for that. I owe you an extra couple bucks. Uh, But I was just talking out loud to the television or to the, to the movie screen. And I was on my phone taking notes, doing stupid shit. Yeah. It was great. I saw Isle of Dogs last week. Uh, and when I went to the theaters, it was only me and two other people who were sitting together. A few of behind me, it was weird because like, I can have my phone out during the movie. Yeah. Which I think really negatively impacted my movie going experience. But <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you though, there's something so nice to just being in a movie theater by yourself. Liberating. It's, it's extremely freeing. I've been to several movies, uh, with just my girlfriend, and we've been there, just the two of us. Uh, and I've been in the movie theater with just one other person before. There's something to be said for like, seeing movies like in like their fourth or fifth week, if you can manage it for the yeah. first time. Too. Oh, absolutely. But being in there all alone was a little creepy, one. Mm-hmm. But it was so fucking cool. I cannot recommend it highly enough. So run out your local movie theater <laughs> is what I'm recommending. Because all of our, our, our listeners are... Multi-millionaires. Clearly. If you're not rich, you need to turn this podcast off. It's uh, not for you. Uh, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. Go ahead. Uh, you had something to say, I think. Uh, nope. <laughs> Never mind. No, he didn't. Winfrey was the moment when the film really got going. They did the, the cool intro in the in the first Deadpool. I think when TJ Miller came in was, was kind of... Weasel at the bar. Yeah. Yeah. TJ Miller's been accused of some pretty <laughs> shitty stuff, so I wasn't... Too happy to see T.J. Miller. I mean, I was and I wasn't because <laughs> T.J. Miller is fucking hysterical. But that was the with Dopinder and and him in the bar. Yeah. That's when it, it really started taking off and kind of going to the next level. But the James Bond intro had me fucking rolling though. Uh, I will say that seeing the bar when he realizes that uh, the song from Frozen is the same song from uh, Yentl. Father, can you hear me? <laughs> that killed me. But for me, it really like. To me, it really hit that like I'm like oh, this is amazing. Whenever he returned to the X Mansion, and we see him dealing with Colossus again, or Colossus dealing with Mopey Wade, and all of the shenanigans inside the X Mansion killed me. Yeah, it was solid. I'm happy to see uh, Negasonic Teenage Warhead again, of course. 
Uh, I love seeing them too. I love Deadpool getting his trainee jersey in the style of Grant Morrison's uh, new X Men. I thought that was really cool. Yep. But I loved as a cutoff. <laughs> I loved in the mansion uh, Deadpool wearing Cerebro Cerebro on top of his head. <laughs> uh, I think that was around the point where he started re- like acting like he was a mind reader and could. <laughs> pr- predict what uh, Colossus was going to say and just repeated yeah. what he said back to him. Solid joke. Um, I'm not going to sit here and, and talk about all the jokes for hours and hours and hours and just basically replay the movie of Deadpool. But let's talk about some Easter eggs and shit. What did you see in there as a comic book fan that you were like, oh, that's cool? Uh, for me, it, I mean, it was very much on those ones, much an Easter egg, but whenever Deadpool sees, major spoiler here too, See Juggernaut for the first time, and he says what a big fan he is, and he lists all of Juggernaut's like important issues as well. Because I'm a massive Juggernaut fan, and I feel like he's been really underutilized or underappreciated in the comics lately. So it was nice to see him appear with someone like Deadpool, who's a massive Juggernaut fan too. Did you know that Ryan Reynolds did the CGI and the voice for Juggernaut? I I didn't know that he did the voice. I don't know if he did the CGI. Yeah, yeah that's solid. Cool. Uh, another one that I liked was when he's dying at the end of the film. Mm-hmm. Again, I guess that's kind of a spoiler. <laughs> uh, the same music is playing that Wolverine uh, was dying to oh, in cool. Logan. Yeah. yeah. I like so they to tied that back in. That Cable mentions his daughter by name, Hope, Hope Summers, uh, from who's been in the X-Men comics for a while, but it's a very extinction agenda uh, storyline. So I appreciate that. I was a big fan of Cable, too. Yeah. They even mentioned at one point they're going to chase down this truck to go save this kid. And they say they're going to go down Jerry Dugan way, which yes, is the, yeah, that was nice. I guess now former, uh, writer for Deadpool. Yeah. Cause Scotty Young's taking over soon. Yeah. I think I th- next month is when that kicks off, by the way. Yeah. I thought I loved all those bits. what do you think of cable? Uh, I think Thanos looked really, really different. <laughs> um, and I, I've got a whole bit on, on cable here in a second. So let's save cable for just a minute. Okay. But, uh, who do you think, like, give me your top two or three characters that were not Deadpool and in Cable. So, uh, I mean, Colossus is is up there. Colossus is always great. Colossus was, was fun. Uh, Dopinder really stole the the film in this one. Uh, he was fantastic in all of his parts, and I really liked. <laughs> I mean, it, it has to be Domino. Domino is fantastic. Domino is incredible. Uh, for me, it's a tie between Domino and Peter. Peter really mm-hmm. was the the star of the show. <laughs> and when he says Peter, he doesn't mean Peter Rasputin. No, he means I do not. <laughs> Peter, no last name needed. Yeah, no last name. Like Cher. It's my boy Pete. Uh, fun fact, uh, the picture that they used for him is the, what's the actor's name? Rob something. Yeah, uh, Rob Delaney. Yeah, Rob Delaney. That's his uh, Twitter profile picture. Yeah. that's That was his headshot in there. It's a little fun fact for you. Uh, and thank God they brought him back in the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. And they also bring Deadpool's girlfriend back in the post credit scene. Which, we'll get to the post credit though. Yeah, those were those are okay, I guess. Okay, <laughs> so we'll go we'll go ahead and go back to Alex's question and, and talk about Cable for a second here, because I got to get on my high horse here. I've got a bone to pick. Okay, I've got some some. It's a really meaty bone too. Okay, so fucking liberal Hollywood needs to get their <laughs> shit together, right? Oh, They're man. casting non cyborg actors. In position of a cyborg actor, they really had so many cyborg, great cyborg actors. 
that they could have chosen here, but they picked Josh Brolin instead. Now, I don't disagree with the core of your rant, but Cable's not a cyborg. If you'd saved this rant for Justice League 2, <laughs> he just has uh, a robot arm. Well, he's got like the whole thing up his neck. He's like, I a, think he's you need cyborg. to be at least like, at the very minimum, 50% machine. Alex, it's to extremely be a insensitive of you to not consider that this man might consider himself a cyborg. You know, I think that's extremely insensitive of you, and shame on you. See, I don't think he is, because cyborgs can't love. <laughs> I don't think that he loved. Um, but yeah, I, I'm extremely disappointed with Fox Searchlight, with Deadpool, with Ryan <laughs> Reynolds, <Light. laughs> and this Josh little Brolin. indie joint put out by Fox Searchlight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shame on all of you. And they're cost- casting non-mutant people for non for mutant rules, and I'm I'm extremely disappointed. But now that I've said that, Thanos looks really different in this film. <laughs> I can't believe they put all that makeup on him to look like Josh Brolin. I, I personally loved Cable. I thought Brolin did a fantastic job. What I liked is that Cable was still really powerful in this film. And while Cable's power levels have waned throughout the comic over the years, uh, they still showed that he was clearly more powerful than, than Deadpool was, even though he didn't really use his full TK ability or they really show if he had that much or at all in the film. But it was nice to see someone who was just, he was Cable's a bastard in the comics and he was a badass in the film. I did love the running joke of Cable being a racist. Uh, <laughs> that was a nice touch. Especially with Black Tom Cassidy, who is a real character in the comics as well. Uh, Banshee's cousin. Is he, is he white in the comics as well? Yeah, he's white in the comics. Yes. Yeah. Black Tom is like Irish. So Yeah, yeah so Black Tom is, he's a, Scottish? is a white guy. And here yeah. Alex is trying to hide his boner for his love of Cable. I can see it. I can. I'm looking right at it. And it's making now, me really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, there was you can cut the sexual tension in here with the knife, folks. But yeah, uh, that was a great fucking joke. But what? Yeah. <laughs> aside from the joke, aside from the non cyborg casting, what do you think of Cable or Brolin as Cable? I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it was exactly what you wanted from from Cable in this film. Starts out as the bad guy, turns into a good guy. You you hit the you know the the prototypical villain turn hero uh, trope on its on the nose. Yeah, it's really interesting how they did the villains in the film. We open up, or not we open up, when we first get introduced to Evan, the kid that Deadpool's trying to save, and then gets thrown in jail with. Uh, basically, he accuses his headmaster of being anti mutant, which he is, but also being inappropriate with the kids. Which he is, and Deadpool kills the one guy that looks like Jared Kushner for Deadpool. <laughs> but then uh, it kind of flips, and then Cable becomes uh, the villain for Deadpool, and then until finally Juggernaut's the villain, and then until finally the headmaster is the villain again. So it's a real interesting. It, there's not just a central person that they're going after the entire time. No, it's just throughout the movie, and it keeps you on your toes. Uh, but something that you mentioned there, I kind of want to touch on for a second. Um, when they do go to prison, uh, Deadpool and this child, uh, <laughs> there's a running joke about him trying to take down the biggest, baddest guy. And he is this chunky, like 12 year old kid wanting to take down these grown ass men. And he said that he's got something in his prison wallet, which he refers to, uh, which is in reference to his own asshole, which from now on, I'm going to, I'm just going to start asking people how their prison wallet is. That, that's good. That, that could be used in so many social situations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Next time I, I see your wife or my girlfriend. Or just a coworker or your boss. <laughs> yeah. My, next time I see my boss. Yeah. I have a uh, <laughs> a work thing to go to after this, so I'll, uh, I'll make sure I mention my prison wallet. That's good. It'll <laughs> really break the ice. 
How's your rosebud today? Now you're just crossing. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think I'm so cool. Um, what do you think of that little kid? He's great. Uh, I mean, I also know him from Hunt for the Wilder People. He played the lead in that Taika Waititi film. Uh, Which so I suppose I still need to see. He, he basically plays the same character, only has mutant powers in this one. <laughs> so he's very much That's about being great. a gangster. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. So let's start talking about Hunt for the Wilder People. I would love to, but that's a whole different podcast altogether. Uh, so I'm still not sure that, or not entirely convinced that that child is not Taika Waititi. <laughs> they both sound new, like they're from New Zealand. Th- that part, you're right. I've never seen them in the same room together, personally. Well, I, like, I they've never they, been in a room with me at the same time. I guess that's technically true. <laughs> as far as you know. You think I'm not schmoozing it up with Hollywood Elite? No. no. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fine, fine. Um, so, what do you? Okay, let's go. Let's jump ahead to a really, really cool scene: uh, the summoning of the X Force team. Let's talk about the X Force for a minute here. Yeah, and I love X Force in the comics. Huge fans. I love seeing them bringing in Zeitgeist uh, with Domino, and I love Shadowstar. I'm a huge Shadowstar fan. Not and- anymore. So I was so excited to see them finally get their chance on the big screen to take down the big bad and rescue Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so making cameos in this part, you've got Terry Crews, Bill Skarsgård, Bill Skarsgård, Domino's there, of course. Oops. Also got Brad Pitt as the uh, the Vanisher, <laughs> which is an excellent little yeah. cameo. Rob Delaney as Peter. Yeah. Although you're really undersold the Vanisher cameo. Uh, so, yeah, I really did. Yeah. I buried the lead hard on that one. Vanisher, you don't see him when he shows up for his audition because he's invisible. You see a floating backpack in the jet. <laughs> and then when they all leap from the skies, which Deadpool gets warned about, about the high winds. And he, he's convinced they'll be fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so they all leap from the jet after a rallying speech uh, from Deadpool. And let's see how all... And they all die, basically. Yeah, every single one of them, except for Domino, is... Murdered in an absolutely horrific way. Terry Crews is hit by a bus. Bill Skarsgård gets sucked into a wood chipper. Mm-hmm. Rob Delaney tries to save him. And I don't uh, remember what happens. He loses his arm. Oh, yeah, he loses, he loses his, his arm. arm. Oh, and Bill Skarsgård's character yeah. happens to spit vomit. And yeah. vomit yeah. vomits acid. Acid vomit. Yeah, yeah. all over. Causes Peter to lose his arm. Yeah, and then his whole life yeah. afterwards. And, of course, Vanisher which we don't see the entire time f- flashes or crashes into an electric pole <laughs> and he, you see him grabbing the wire and it flashes as he's getting electrocuted. And we see it's Brad Pitt for the first time and last time. Yeah. And then flashes back to invisible as he dies. How did the uh, star shatter die? I don't remember. I remember how shadow star died. Well, shadow star, whatever. Yeah. Uh, real quick to the other cameos in this. Um, Matt Damon. Yes. And Alan Tudyk. As the two rednecks when Talking Cable about- comes from the past, which is a very, there's <laughs> a scene straight out of Terminator 2. Feels like, like I need your clothes and your vehicle. But the, the nice twist on it is after he deals with the rednecks, he takes the beer, which I thought was a very nice touch. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. But the rednecks were talking about how to properly wipe uh, using wet wipes, followed yeah. by toilet paper, followed yeah. by another wet wipe. Uh, it's a very beautiful scene and one that makes it felt really honest. Like if Matt pulled out from his real life. Yeah. yeah. So if you were to like, if you had the ultimate wiping technique, what would it be? Uh, paying someone to do it. 
oh shit just give me 20 bucks <laughs> you got a month's worth of wipes <laughs> oh no i have a baby so i've got plenty of wipes around the house already <laughs> oh i'm not saying for the wipes themselves i'm saying <laughs> yeah. for my wiping chart you really need to ask for a raise at your job <laughs> i'll bring i'll make sure i mention that and you actually missed my favorite cameo in the entire film mm-hmm. oh which is in the x-mansion when deadpool's oh, yeah. complaining about how there's no other x-men around and then we see beast close the door Quietly close the door, and inside this room, we see Professor X, we see Quicksilver wearing a Nirvana shirt, uh, and the other X Men, so Deadpool doesn't see them. I thought that was a brilliant touch. Uh, that bit was actually directed by Simon Kinberg because they're shooting, or we're shooting X Men Dark Phoenix around the same time. And so he shot that scene on set and threw it in there. Yeah, it was, uh, it was brilliant. It was really funny. And of course, also confirms, too, that Dark Phoenix takes place in the 90s with Quicksilver wearing the Nirvana shirt as well. Ah, okay. Cool. Or most likely, it could be. I mean, it, it could take place in 2042 because Nirvana's been around since then. But most likely in the 90s, <laughs> Nirvana's been around since 2042. Is that what you said? No, they would still be around. <laughs> they don't go away. It's just like it's like the Beatles didn't cease to exist um, after R- after Ringo Starr started a solo career. <laughs> I beg to disagree. I could not disagree more. I'm sorry. We will not be saving our Ringo Starr versus the Beatles conversation for a later time. We're going to talk about it right now. Oh, no, I'm being told it's going to be on our supplemental podcast. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> so what was your favorite joke in the entire movie? Oh, my favorite joke? That's yeah. a fucking loaded question. How about you tell me your favorite joke? Mine was whenever Deadpool is on uh, Juggernaut's back, and he's like, the sun's going getting real low, big guy. <laughs> Doing the thing that Black Widow does to the Hulk to calm him down. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. Uh, I'm going to have to think on this. I'll come back to you on this. Because there are just so many to choose from. There are only like five jokes in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, there's not that many. But there are a few good ones. I also love, too, I love that they, I mentioned like my love for Juggernaut earlier, but I love that they made Juggernaut powerful, too, because it took a team of them to actually take down Juggernaut. It wasn't just like one X-Man or one hero trying to fight him. Because Juggernaut is way stronger than Colossus. I mean, he's one of the most, when it comes to pure strength, he's one of the strongest people in the Marvel Universe. And they actually mentioned the Gym of Serotech, too, which is what gave Juggernaut his powers. And he also mentioned his brother, Charles Xavier, which I thought was a nice touch to acknowledge that, too, in the film. And the great line, too, whenever he acknowledges his brother, he's like, yeah, but uh, he's in a wheelchair, so it evens out. (laughs) I do enjoy thoroughly the way that they killed Juggernaut, which was by... No, no, not killed. We see him getting out of the pool at the end. Oh, really? I forgot about that. Well... Definitely incapacitated, (laughs) as I suppose the proper word for it did. They basically tie his legs together, pull his pants down, stick a electrical cable in his butt, and push him into a pool of water. His only weakness. (laughs) Uh, Coincidentally, that is one of my weaknesses as well. I will say it's uh, that and making new friends. As terrible as that school was, the Essex school, which is a reference to Mr. Sinister, as terrible as that school was for young mutants. Nice that they had an outdoor swimming pool available to them. Yeah, that was very nice. Yeah. <laughs> was that actually a pool? Just a fountain. I think it was a. I mean, it, it was a pool because his body smirked. I mean, it was a really deep fountain. If it was a fountain. Yeah, so, I guess that's true. It was a he small was body in. of water that one could swim in if they chose. <laughs> yeah, I guess that guy's like ten foot tall and he was mm-hmm. entirely submerged. Anywho, 
Uh, I didn't really like many of the jokes. I just, <laughs> I'm not really a joke guy. Yeah. I don't really appreciate humor. Yeah, so. you like your films with Daniel Lewis and no one else. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, funny, funny, actually, part here. Because I was in the movie by myself. I was making notes and stuff. Uh-huh. Funny that you bring up Daniel Day-Lewis. Because I had a joke plan for Vanisher before they revealed it was Brad Pitt. And I was going <laughs> to say something to the extent of, or something along the lines of, uh, little known fact, but uh, Daniel Day-Lewis actually did the CGI for Vanisher and deserves some sort of an Academy Award nomination for his, his role in this film. Uh, which... Thanks a lot, fucking writers for Deadpool. You totally blew it for me. You blew my joke on my podcast that like a couple hundred people listen to. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> well, it's all done for you from here. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna start binge drinking heavily every single day. Uh, That's totally different than than what you do right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna go outside of Fox Searchlight now and and really ream them for this one. I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of directors get their start. Oh, shit. I'm going to be famous, y'all. So, <laughs> what are you hoping for the sequel? Which hasn't announced it or anything? Uh, I've been told, and a guy that gives me my information usually gives me extremely incorrect information. <laughs> and I have no clue where he gets it from. Um, but he said that there was going to be an X-Force movie before there was going to be another Deadpool movie. Which is a possibility. That's kind of what I hope for is I would actually love an X-Force movie. And we actually get to see Deadpool in the X-Force costume, the all white with the uh, black eyes instead of the red black. Combo. Which there was kind of that homage to it whenever Deadpool gets fried at the end yeah. and, or exploded at the end. And his costume turns gray, which is an homage to his X-Force costume during Recommender's excellent run on X-Force. Yes. And I'm still reading that. So don't spoil it. <laughs> it's only been out for like 10 years. Yeah. but Don't spoil it. I am reading it currently. Uh, I that was one of my favorite things. Like when I saw that, I was like, oh, "They did the X Force costume." Yeah, I mean, I, I would love an X Force movie, even if it doesn't. I'm sure Deadpool would be in it in some capacity, even if not a lead. Uh, Domino showed that she's got enough humor to where she could help lighten the very seriousness of Cable, uh, which we did. We didn't touch upon all the great DC references too about a friend of the superhero, and his name was Mar- and it was not our mother's mother name was Martha. Uh, <laughs> it's a great line. I, I'd love to see. Just another cable dip movie. More than the lines. I'd like to see larger stakes. I'd like to see more X-Men come in, as always. But if they do an X-Force movie, they've killed a lot of great X-Force characters. I guess they could bring in Strong Guy, which I'd like to see. Shatterstar's gone, sadly. They could bring Jamie Madrix. I think it'd be really cool to see multiple men, too. They could do a lot of shit with this. They could do Psylocke. They could even... Oh, who else is in the fucking X-Force? Phantom X is Phantom during X. the Remender's run with Wolverine. Eventually, Kid Apocalypse as well. Archangel? Ooh. Archangel How dope really would it be cool. if they brought Archangel yeah. into it? I'd love to see Phantom X too, but I, I think he's a little bit too out there, even for this. So, yeah. We'll see. Phantom X is a weird character, but yeah, I wouldn't really hope for that. I would love a a, a Deadpool. I would. I don't know if I'd say lead, but a Deadpool starring role in, in X-Force. Yeah. I mean, X-Force is still very much Cable's team for, not obviously, not every run of X-Force, but I mean... It's it's hard to imagine a, a first X Force film without him leading the team. I would agree with that. It's just it would be so difficult to pull off in my mind because you've got such a huge character joining a team film at that point. Yeah, which I know that they do with all the Marvels, Avengers, and shit. But this is totally different. We'll see. I mean, Falcon has been doing great lately with their superhero stuff. They have so. been knocking that shit out of the park. Uh, fingers crossed for Venom because I think it's going to suck personally. Let's well, Sony. 
So. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. <laughs> That's why I'm really nervous for Fox because Sony's going to do such a good job with it. <laughs> so what do you think? Um, is Josh Brolin going to be in every single superhero movie going forward? Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping it's revealed that Josh Brolin is the voice of the symbiote in Venom. <laughs> I hope it's just uh, uh, Josh Brolin in a just being CGI'd to look like Tom Hardy in this film. Uh, it'd be perfect. I mean, he's found a niche for himself finally. A struggling actor finds a role that he's comfortable in. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Well, oh, we didn't talk about the uh, the end credits. Yeah. So, in typical Deadpool fashion, superhero movies usually have an end credit scene. Mm-hmm. Deadpool had five end credit scenes. Did it really? Uh huh. You're talking about like them just being like mashed into one. Yeah, I mean, because you have yeah. the actually, I don't want to spoil. I'll just ask you this: Which one was your favorite out of them? <laughs> When he brought Peter back, obviously, was my favorite. Uh, didn't he call him Sugar Bear? Is yes. that what he called him? Honey Bear, Sugar mm-hmm. Bear. Yeah, I love it. Just go home, Sugar Bear. Don't worry about the X-Force. I loved the Green Lantern one where Deadpool comes in to stop oh, Ryan yeah. Reynolds from accepting that leading man role playing Green Lantern. They were all legit. Time. He brought yeah. back Marina Backer in as well. Yeah, that's so, the most important one. Yeah. <laughs> we expect her to come back in some sort of a capacity. I heard some rumor that she could play death at some point which i think is out there i would love to see her play shikla that's what i would hope in the next actual deadpool film. yeah that'd be cool get turned into a demon that'd be dope the other thing that i would really really like or that i really liked in the in credits was they went back to the first appearance of deadpool in the x-men films and <laughs> ryan reynolds killed him it was yeah. excellent so what do you actually give this film oh this is a nine this was yeah. this was excellent this was really really good I went in knowing it was going to be funny, but I was I was very very impressed still. Yeah, I feel like Nine's right. It's it's infinitely watchable. It's one of those films that if it ever comes on cable, I mean, you stop changing the channels and you'll sit and watch whatever ten fifteen minutes are on before the commercials appear and change the channel again. <laughs> uh, yeah, next time I see this on uh, on FX in uh, twenty twenty two, I'll definitely make sure <laughs> yeah. I watch it all the way through. But I think that about wraps it up for this week's Henchman of Comics. As always, you can email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. Go subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leave us a review. Uh, tell us how pretty you think I am and tell us how ugly you think Alex is. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, just any way that you can reach out to us. If you want to send us a letter, we're here in Norman. Alex, what's your address? It's okay. <laughs> Alex will be reaching out. And posting that later on our Instagram that I run. Uh huh. <laughs> but yeah, that's it for us. For Henchman of Comics, I'm Alex Eschbeck. And this is your boy, Wade Wilson. Henchman ain't easy. <laughs>